We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. When a loved one dies, we trust the people of funeral homes, undertakers, and cemeteries to treat them with the care and attention that we did in life. Taking on the most important job of all, they dispose of the outer shell of our existence so our souls can live on and our families can grieve and process their loss. But do we ever really think to check that these people have done their jobs? Or is the idea of dealing with a dead body just too gross to warrant a final check? Today, we look at two cases of funeral workers behaving bad. What is up, our horror house potties? We are, and welcome to a, another episode. I'm Amy, and I'm Dom. And if slightly unhinged, potentially traumatized, but ever so sexy podcast listeners were flowers, you would be the ones that we would. Dom, how are you doing? That's that was that was rather cute. Um, poetry, right? Poetry. Um, don't expect to hear that level of sweetness from amy ever again listeners that is your one that's your one for the year <laughs> that's it nothing else <laughs> everyone gets one compliment per year and i did all of our listeners in one go if nothing else i'm efficient exactly and you've got one like i'm still waiting for my first compliment and me and amy have known each other for more than one year so you know that's pretty good more it? than one i mean it's yeah it's definitely been a lot more than one year really hasn't it <laughs> let's be honest been... um but yeah, it's you know, yeah, it's not been... not my problem. It's... When it if I have to do it naturally, it has to come naturally, and I just never have an option to you know compliment <laughs> you. So I actually did say literally wow. before recording, before recording, I was like, "Love the beanie, Dom, great beanie," and you were like, "Yeah, you thanks," did. and you you thanked me for the compliment, and now you're like, "She never compliments me," so stop lying to our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> oh dear. Um, I'm good. Um, good. it's been a weekend. We, so we, there's my first weekend back at work. Um, and I had two, two and a bit weeks off, which didn't feel, it felt like literally I didn't have a Christmas break because it went yeah. so quickly. And then before I knew it, I'm like, oh my God, I'm back at work. Woe is me. Um, yep. so back on that night shift life, um, but I'm okay. We had some, some very awesome podcast related, um, news. We are now over 100 subs on the YouTube channel. 102, I believe we're sitting at last time I looked, um, which is very, very cool. So, so to the 102 people that have subscribed to the channel, thank you. We we appreciate you. Um, I I get it. You you just here for Amy. It's fine. I understand. It's all good. Hopefully, you know, my beanie will wing some points for the YouTubers today. <laughs> Don't shake your head at me with a response. <laughs> um, but I'm also looking forward to today's episode because good. not so we don't. We don't like fully give away what 
we're going to be talking about um you know we'll if we record after we do the teaser post then obviously we'll have sort of a an idea of oh it's about a person or it's a paranormal case or it's a you know whatever so we have some sort of idea but i've gone into this completely cold which is kind of apt i believe for the for the topic of this episode yeah a little bit (laughs) so i'm excited um you know cemetery workers behaving badly is a is a hell of a tagline so my curiosity has peaked definitely good yeah i know i didn't really know even how to categorize this one particularly like generally we do sort of true crime or we'll do a killer there'll be a murder or we'll do something that's neither of those things it will be like a haunting or a cryptid or, or something like that but this i didn't really know what category to put this in so i just didn't tell you anything and isn't that fun yeah sometimes it's good to to be withheld information it's good to be exactly in the unknown at times you so keep those secrets absolutely absolutely i'm very excited um so yeah happy good. days before we jump in um do you want to be cremated or buried because i feel like that's very important oh what a question um and i want to see if i can change your mind before the end of the episode <laughs> okay um i'm going to be really annoying and while i think about this because it's it's quite a loaded question that. i'm gonna flip that on you okay. that's fine um i'm very used to deflecting when you can't think of an answer so that's not a problem <laughs> um i want to be cremated um but mostly because i've heard that there is one place in the uk that will do an open cremation so obviously we all, I'm sure most of us here have an idea of how cremations work generally. There's a person in a coffin, it's much like a burial, right up yeah. until the point that they sort of disappear into an oven and you never see them. Um, and then you, you know, get the ashes back and here's your fact. Yeah. Like you don't have to look at the, the burning, essentially. Um, but that's obviously not how it's always been done um you know like vikings for example they just build a funeral pyre and then burn their dead um and some cultures still do that because it's generally considered to be a good way to process the grief you know when you see that person physically leaving earth you know that they're, they're yeah. able to form going away um it's a good part of coping with that and understanding yeah. that you know they're gone um, and I've always quite liked that idea. Um, I always joke that my number one way to die would be burnt at the stake. But if I can't do that, then why not have an open cremation instead? So that is the aim of my life. Okay. Is to, or my death, in fact, is to yeah, have open an open cremation. cremation. Um, I hope that gave you enough time to think <laughs> of your answer. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I wish I could say it has. Um, but now that you're like, you know, if, if there's the Viking burial option, I'm like, you know what? That also sounds kind of dope. And that sounds like a pretty badass way to, to leave the earthly realm. I honestly don't know if I'd rather be cremated or buried. Um, cause like, this is probably gonna sound really, really stupid, but the thought of like decomposing in a box is, is just a bit 
Yeah. Like... I didn't realise this was actually going to go on as a conversation as long as it had, but while we're on it, we might as well ride this train. Um, there's actually another place. Again, I've read a lot of books about things that happen to people after they die and what can happen, so apologies. Um, but there's a company that create like open... <laughs> not open burials, because they're not open graves. But essentially, you are put into the ground, not in a coffin, and not I've heard with anything of this, yeah. on you that's going to affect, yeah. you know, wildlife or anything. And they like create ecosystems with your body, um, so that it kind of gives back to the earth, and you know, it grows things out of it, which yeah. I think is quite cool. Um, I think that's quite a nice, a nice, well, yeah, like a nice way to give back yeah. to earth. If you're sort of a one of those people yeah. that believes that's a good idea then you know that's a nice thing but for me i just think that i would i mean i don't know something about the fire i guess i think it's quite cleansing um okay i mean i'm gonna go i'm gonna go in an entirely different direction and say if i had to like give a you know burial or cremation answer like you have to pick one you have to pick. i suppose cremation because at least then you know, if, if say, you know, family want to have me on their mantle as a way to remember me, then yeah, they can do that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I suppose cremation, if, if, I, if I really had to pick two. But then again, someone literally just, like, hoofing me into the ground. Just, like, just, okay, we've done his last rights. Let's just let's kick him in. Like, get, uh, off, get, in get in the ground. <laughs> let's start this decomposition. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I would agree. But I do have two stories of funeral <clears throat> workers behaving incredibly badly. So let's see if we can change it. Okay. Um, two stories today because it's a, it's a twofer. You know, twofer. who doesn't love a bog off? Um, so part one, part two. Our first story um, was brought to my attention. I, I'd heard of it, but I didn't really have much knowledge. I didn't have, I need to do some research. Um, but a friend of mine, Mark, suggested it. So Mark if you're listening thank you very much probably not it's fine we're not really that close recommended us a case but he's not going to listen to it he's not going to listen no I, I will actually have to force him to listen um uh. but it, we'll talk about it later um but the story is of the tri-state cemetery in georgia in the usa okay um, the crematorium was founded by tommy marsh in the mid 1970s and was located in the noble community north of the city of Lafayette in northwest Georgia. It provided cremation services for a number of funeral homes in Georgia, Alabama and Tennessee, hence the tri-state, um, and made cremation an option for people in communities where previously it had been very difficult to obtain. They would have had to have gone to a different state if they wanted to be cremated. Um, or sorry, I should say, want their family members to be cremated. The person that needs cremating isn't really going to go anywhere. Um, <laughs> in the, As you can imagine. In the <laughs> mid to late 1996, um, his Tommy Marsh's son, um, Ray Brent Marsh, took over operation of the business when his dad started getting a bit older and wasn't unable to do it anymore. Um, and in, sorry, on May the 20th, 2003, Tommy Marsh passed away. So Ray inherited um, the cemetery and took over operations. Sometime after the obviously take over of the business and the death of his father. Um, Ray had some issues 
performing cremations. Um, the reasons for which were never found out. Um, between 1996 and the what we will call the date of discovery, more than 2,000 people or bodies um, had been sent to Tri-State. But during his operation of the business and those 2,000 bodies, um, a total of 339 bodies went uncremated. The families of the deceased of those 339 bodies were given concrete dust instead of cremated oh. remains. That's that's pretty brutal. Oh, my Lord. So do you want to be on someone's mantelpiece, Dom, if you're just <laughs> concrete dust? No. no, that is true. That That is true. Um, mm. Oh, God, imagine, like, being the family as well, thinking, like, you know, those are the ashes, you know, you know, Dave's on the mantle, right. you know, he's he's still here with us, and really it's just an urn for the fucking concrete. What a dick move. I I genuinely believe, like, obviously I've lost people, and I don't believe that going to a grave or a, a cremation or whatever is necessarily how you remember them. Like, if I want to mm-hmm. think about them, I'll think about them wherever I but can you imagine if you were one of those people and you wanted to go mm-hmm. somewhere specific to think about your family and, and even you know talk to that family member if you're if you're that way inclined, or you know you've had them cremated, you get given these ashes, and then you like I don't know fly to the Grand Canyon or you know the middle of the ocean to scatter them only to find out they were fucking concrete dust. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so bad. Oh it's God. not great. It's definitely not ideal. The question is, though, not one that we've raised. Currently, we're just thinking, oh, my God, it's not remain. Yeah, what is he doing with... <laughs> what is he doing with them? <laughs> What's going Excellent on? question, Dom. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, in early 2002, you, the United States Environmental Protection Agency, which is a very long name, um, it is. office in Atlanta, um, received an anonymous tip that something was amiss. Yeah, no shit. Um <laughs> The EPA officers sent to investigate the property. Sorry, EPA officers were sent to investigate the property, um, and they discovered a skull and some bones that were human in origin. Mm. That original human skull and bones um, later went missing, so were never actually admitted into evidence. Which I don't know. I think <laughs> Inspector McClue might have had something to do with that. I don't know what happened. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They disappeared. McClue and. Who was that other character we we introduced the other day? I might have been like in one of our um, Christmas special episodes, like the Twelve yeah. Matters of Christmas. We introduced some someone else, someone so maybe else. it was that person and McClue in tandem. And McClue, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't remember. We should probably start noting down the characters we randomly create to we help really us should. tell our tales. We could, um, we could make, but like in this a, case, we could make. It was very much the police, so you know, yeah, McClue yeah. is it is at fault. We we could make like a universe um, of horror house characters, and then the horror house cinematic universe. The horror house cinematic universe, but then, so we could we could create the horror house cinematic universe, and then they could join forces with the spores of horror cinematic universe because they've got nice. characters as well, Love and it. it can be like this massive. It would be like if Marvel and DC joined forces because you know the horror house cinematic people. universe and. I Spoils love of horror, cinematic it's universe great. Let's are do the it. same. Boys, come on, let's make it happen. Um, 
<laughs> the worst crime fighting team ever. Yeah, um, absolutely. On the 15th of February, 2002, investigators returned to the property, um, finding piles of decomposing human bodies in a storage shed, in vaults, and scattered inside and outside throughout the property. Um, Atlanta television station Fox 5 and reporter Dan Ronan were the first to break the news story after a nearby funeral home director um, called the station and informed Ronan that law enforcement officers were there. Um, In his first interview that afternoon um, with Walker County Sheriff Steve Wilson, Ronan recalls the sheriff told him within a few hours of the story, within a few hours, sorry, the story would be, quote, on the front page of the New York Times and the lead story on the evening newscasts. Ronan and the wow, other okay. Fox 5 reporters would spend nearly a month in Walker County before finally going home because that's how explosive this was Jesus. and how extensive the investigation was. Um, wow. Right? A month. Can you imagine? I'm so glad I'm not a journalist when this was going on. Like, if this had happened and I'd had to fucking up sticks just to covered oh we found another one and another one for a month yeah, I, yeah. i'd be so upset it's crazy yeah, that's crazy that's but, crazy. you know scandalous it's it's pretty oh, mental yeah, so i think it's absolutely. worthy of the news coverage that's completely fair a federal disaster team um was brought into the area along with a portable morgue which i did not know existed until this moment morgue. portable morgue um it was shipped in from maryland um, the team began to identify the remains, a process made insanely difficult because of the many of the corpses were in the advanced stages of decomposition. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them were little more than skeletons, so mm-hmm. it's very difficult to identify them. The search ultimately recovered the 339 uncremated bodies, um, and of those 339, 113 were unidentified. So there's 113 people or families in those three states that have sitting on mantelpieces cement dust concrete, and and don't know where the body is at all. That's so. That's so bad. Like you know, you obviously you you know you expect that you know your loved one is going to be given you know, the dignified exit that, you know, they they deserve. And then, to be you know, honest, you're faced with that. Not even that they deserve, <laughs> that you have paid for. You pay yeah, for this, yeah. you know, you pay for this yeah. service. You, It's cost money. So you expect yeah. to get what you paid for. And they are. Yeah, 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 definitely. If nothing else. Yeah. Horrible stuff. Horrible stuff. Um, obviously, DNA testing was possible. Um, in the cases where a living, t- living relative was available. Um, but in some cases, it was considered that they were like, unlikely to ever identify yeah. the remains, even because, either because there was no living family or because the body was too decomposed or a combination of the two. Yeah. Um, bear in mind, this began in 1996 and wasn't discovered until 2002. So it's quite a big, yeah. Um, yeah. plenty of time for decomposition. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Um, the motives behind Brent Marsh's actions were unclear, um, as it would have been less trouble 
just to cremate yeah. the remains <laughs> rather than dump yeah. them. It's, it's literally easier. You've got a like, gigantic fucking built-for-purpose oven literally yeah. to do this job and you're not doing it. Yeah. You had one um, job, dude. One job. One job. That was to it's burn the body. only job <laughs> and we've given you all the tools to do it and for some reason <laughs> you've decided not to. It, it doesn't quite make sense. No. Um, were, were his motives ever ever figured out or is it still just we have no idea why he did it was well it just done. to pocket the money let's talk about it um <laughs> during his guilty plea in court he stated quote to those of you who have come here today looking for answers i cannot give you any so no is the short answer we, we don't did. know oh um, my god the <laughs> Legal issues presented in the case were novel, including the crafting of charges against Marsh. It Some of the things that he did weren't necessarily already defined by law, so they kind mm. of had to work out what it was they were charging him. Yeah, yeah. Buzz Franklin, the district attorney of Walker County, Georgia, created law um, in bringing indictments against Marsh, so it was literally... It wasn't a law. He made it a law so that he could prosecute. In response to Marsh's claim, so one of his defences was that the cremation oven had been broken for a set of time. Um, and in response to those claims, the oven was obviously tested to, to see if that was the case and found to be in working order. Not perfect working order. Yeah, yeah. There were some minor faults. Um, yeah. But several of the cemetery operators went on to say that even though the forts were present, number one, minor maintenance would have fixed mm -hmm. them and kept the machine going. Mm -hmm. But also that, as you know, with any appliance, you generally get a warranty or an aftercare package or someone to, yeah. you know, speak to if something goes wrong. And that was most certainly yeah. the case with um, a cremation oven. The, the manufacturers also have those programs and they would be very easily accessible to fix it and free in a lot of cases. Yeah. You know, so yeah, really there was no no excuse um, as to yeah. why you, they weren't cremated. Yeah, you, you can't you can't play that card. Um, you know, it, it's. Yeah, you just you that you can't really there's no really base of a of a defense on that um no you know and i'm pretty sure that he would be getting enough money that he could perform minor maintenance if it was needed um exactly also, and available for free anyway yeah yeah exactly um also <laughs> this is probably lack of sleep um but when you were like his defense was that the oven was was faulty or it was broken or wasn't working properly. Um, in my head, <laughs> I was like, your next sentence is going to be, well, they went to the oven and they were like, how do you feel about this oven? He said that you're not working. Is this true? Is he just telling fibs? <laughs> the other was like, nah, mate, I'm good. I'm absolutely fine. firing all cylinders over here. Yeah. It's not a problem. Um, uh, uh, the, the oven I was mean, like, essentially, don't, what happened don't listen wasn't... to him. <laughs> exactly. What happened wasn't too different, really. He said, oh, the oven wasn't working properly. 
And essentially, they just sent people. And in my head, it's like they just pushed a button on it pops and it's absolutely fine. And they're like, well, okay, we, we don't believe you. So, Do you know what they did, Amy? Do you know what they did? They went they to the off, oven, it back on again. they turned it off, and they turned it on again. <laughs> Somewhat of an in-joke. Oh, that's so weird. Something really weird's just happened in that. <laughs> Um, I was talking about Mark who recommended this story and he's just messaged me. Odd. Mark, stop being weird. Oh, do, 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 um, So yeah, we don't really know what his, mo- his motives were. But interestingly, on February the 7th, 2007, a week before the fifth anniversary of the discovers- discoveries at the former cemetery, um, the criminal defense attorneys for Brent Marsh um, revealed that psychological testing had indicated that Brent Marsh was a victim of mercury toxicity um, from the cremation of bodies with mercury dental amalgam, which is very difficult to say, but essentially mercury in their fillings. Thank you. Um, Oh, okay. So they stated that a faulty ventilation system, which was one of the genuine faults of the oven, um, exposed both Marsh and even before that his father to toxic levels of mercury that would have essentially began poisoning him. So there could have been psychiatric okay. symptoms. Yeah. Of um, yeah. I mean, does... He didn't yeah. have all of his... Yeah, like, he didn't... I suppose he might not have have had all of his, you know, facilities in check, you know, up up here. Um, no. Even, even then, I don't even know if you... I, I still don't know if you can justify what you did you know it's kind of like you know when someone uses the um insanity defense a little bit i find yeah i mean it's i don't think it's an excuse like you can't just not cremate bodies he didn't even know about it that's the thing he didn't know that he had mercury poisoning so you can't really say oh well i stopped cremating people because i was getting mercury poisoning because you've only just and it's already yeah happened. exactly. So, mm-hmm. um, the Cremation Society of North America um commented in response to the case that funeral homes should only be, sorry, funeral homes should only use reputable crematoria for cremation of remains, and only crematoria that they trust. The society called the treatment of the remains at Tri-State a quote, an abuse of the most sacred trust placed in funeral placed in the funeral service industry. Um, which was obviously echoed by everyone else that was actually doing the job right in the mm-hmm. first place. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what happened to Ray Brent Marsh? I hear you ask, Dom. Well, let me tell you. What happened? Um, what happened? He was arrested on, shockingly, um, on over <laughs> 300 what? criminal violations oh. um, and was ultimately charged by the state of Georgia with 787 counts. Including theft by deception, abusing Uh a corpse, burial service-related fraud, and giving false statements. Um, Once he was was um, yeah, sorry, convicted with all of those, charged with all of those, he was facing a possible prison sentence of thousands of years. You know, if you took each one Mm -hmm. individually, it could have potentially been, yeah. yeah. He was dying in prison, (laughs) is is what we're we're coming to. (laughs) 
that's and you know you might say rightly so because you can't take people's families remains but to get away with it yeah however however okay i hear the criminal cases mm -hmm. the criminal cases against marsh were settled after the georgia supreme court had certified for review the question of whether a human corpse had any pecuniary value um okay which doesn't sound like a big deal um, for those not familiar with what that word means because I wasn't either. Basically, monetary. Is it worth yeah. any money? Yeah. Um, but determining that was vital um, because either way, if it had no monetary value, it wasn't a criminal offence and therefore he couldn't be criminally prosecuted. Yeah. The traditional common law holding in that state, in that country at the time, was that a corpse does not have any monetary value. So what does okay. that mean, Dom? That means that he um, is a very, very lucky boy. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so a lot of the things that he, arguably his worst crimes, weren't couldn't be criminally prosecuted because corpses don't have any monetary value they're not worth yeah. anything yeah um although i think you know our old mates burke and hare might have something to say about that. yeah i was about to say yeah burke and hare would would disagree i think they, they would be flipping desks right now if they, <laughs> they, were still... they would <laughs> that would be like um, damn we did we spent all of this time and this and not this even is the conclusion anything. you've come to <laughs> how dare you um <laughs> He was obviously guilty of other things, you know, fraud being one of them. Yeah, yeah. And Marsh eventually pleaded guilty um, and was sentenced to 12 years in prison. So a long time, I mean, but not a massively long time. Yeah, that to be, that's longer than I expected. I, I, I didn't, I expected a, a lesser sentence than that. When you're like, they um, came to the conclusion that the corpses had no monetary value. I was like, oh, he's going to get a slap on the wrist, isn't he? And then a fine or something. Um, no, it's not that bad. So I'm, I'm glad that he, like, that he actually served time um, and wasn't, wasn't, was, wasn't essentially told now, have you learned your lesson? You, 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 yeah. Don't be a naughty boy. You've you got know. to burn the bodies. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Give me, your, give me your hand. Yeah, sort it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he was in prison for twelve years, so yeah, it's not quite yeah. that. Um, yeah, that's good. Easy. Um, he was sentenced to concurrent sentences in Georgia and Tennessee for all the criminal charges to relate to the incident, which amounted to twelve years. Um, mm -hmm. on the twenty ninth of June, two thousand and sixteen, Ray Brent March was released from prison. Um, after serving the full twelve years. So okay. he maybe isn't going back to the family business, which is probably yeah. best. <laughs> but a man who actively decided that he wasn't going to cremate 339 bodies, but rather let them rot and decompose mm -hmm. on his ground, is now free and amongst the good people of America. Yeah. Yikes. Um, yeah. But yeah, on that note, I I think that's probably a good time for a for a little break. What do you reckon, Dom? Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, Sweet. 
I, I'm gonna I'll think about my cremation or burial question even more now. <laughs> after, well, don't decide just yet because we've we've got a whole other story <laughs> still to come. Um, but we will do that in part two. So we will see you back here in just a few. Hello, Twisted Humans. Do you find yourself wanting to know more about the latest murder, conspiracy, cults, or haunting? Then this is the podcast for you. We're bringing the most intense stories that'll keep you up at night. He was found guilty of voluntary manslaughter and felonious assault, but he was only sentenced to five months of probation. And this would be the last time that anyone ever saw him. Uh, there are allegedly two women who also drowned in a first-class pool. Was this the same glowing green that they'd seen in the darkness the night before? He had refused to sit near the wagon cloth because of stains on it, which were most likely blood. Join us every Tuesday for a glass of wine or sangria and a dose of true crime. I'm Alicia. And I'm Sierra. And this is Twisted, Twisted and, and Uncorked. Hey, friends of Horror House, I'm Britt. And I'm Alexa. And we're the hosts of They Don't Stay Dead. We're a paranormal podcast from Australia, and we've made it our mission to share with you all the real-life ghost stories and haunted locations from our home, as well as some encounters with supernatural beings and reports of unknown mysteries. From haunted asylums and ghost ships to big cat cryptids and alien encounters, there's something for everyone. We release new episodes every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to check out our Instagram at They Don't Stay Dead for weekly updates. We get a little bit spooky and a lot silly. So join us for some laughs and a tale of the unknown. Stay spooky, paranormies. Back to you, Dom and Amy. Welcome back to part two. Um, I'm thinking that both me and Dom are seriously questioning what we want to happen to us after we die. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dom, you? Um, yeah. Is that just me? No, I, I'm i a little bit less um, sure on cremation now. <laughs> I'm a bit like, oh, maybe, you know what, maybe that doesn't sound like the best idea. <laughs> yeah, maybe being buried isn't so bad after all. Maybe being buried isn't so bad. But I know now saying that, I know that by the end of this, I'm going to be like, you know what? burial is even worse <laughs> and now i don't know what to well, do <laughs> well perhaps not um this this story is more about what happens before either of those options um, okay than anything else but it does come with a bit of a pre-warning it's not a trigger warning okay. as much because i don't think it's too not too bad the warning is if you've just eaten or you're planning on eating after this episode, um, maybe just turn off now. Just <laughs> just wait. You know, either wait to yeah. eat or, or maybe just give some time for your food to go down a little bit because it's a, it's a stomach churner, this one. Um, yeah. Okay. That, that's all I'm going to say. We're going to get graphic. Um, we're, it's we're about to get, get real graphic. graphic up in here. I like it. But before we get graphic... Um, oh so I, I meant to say this in the intro, and I could say this to the end, but I, I feel that these these guys deserve a bit of a shout out um, before we delve into the grossness of part two. Um, okay, okay. So 
we are recording our first collab of the new year um mm. this week we're recording on friday with the lovely ladies um of the podcast they don't stay dead um who are based in australia bless them they are up so obviously because they are in the future quite far ahead in the future um <laughs> they have to be up evilly early on a saturday morning um so thank you ladies for being willing to do that but yeah i just wanted to be like watch this space because our first collab of the year of first collab of many because we have got we've got a few in the pipeline we've got a few more being arranged um so watch this space keep your eye out it will be coming very soon just wanted to announce that before we delve into part two stuff i'm looking forward to it i definitely would get early to class so genuinely <laughs> cool so our second story takes place ever so slightly more recently um in 2021 oh wow. when her okay. son 43 year old edward silver passed away suddenly his mother julieta guerrera hired a funeral home to embalm and create her son sorry not create and create Cremate. her son <laughs> she created her son um, to embalm and cremate, not create, her son as per his wishes. Now, usually at this point, I would tell you the name of the funeral home, um, but I'm going to save it until a okay. little bit later because I feel like it will have a much bigger impact on the story if we do it a bit later. So feel free to remember that I said that. Okay. We'll circle back to it. Okay. Um, the funeral home was originally due to embark. It keeps auto-correcting me. <laughs> stupid, stupid Apple. Um, the funeral home was originally due to embalm, not embark, embalm <laughs> Edward on the 12th of February 2021, prior to his funeral on the 17th. However, this was pushed back, both the funeral and the embalming, um, due to adverse weather conditions. Not having been afforded another chance to visit her son, um, Julieta was only offered an invite to visit him mere hours before the service on the 23rd of February. And what she found was sadly extremely upsetting. Her son was in a, quote, severely decomposed state. Her lawsuit alleges that, quote, Edward had remained cut open and had not been sewn back up. His chest oh, was a gaping hole, an empty cavity that was not stuffed. It also states that, quote, the funeral suit that Julieta had bought for Edward would not fit because of the extreme post-mortem swelling of the body. Fucking hell. Oh, oh bless her heart. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. That's, that's horrendous. She She's literally quoted as the first thing she said when she entered the room was, this is not my son, because he oh. looked so different. And oh, so, God. well, yeah, bloated and, and decomposed, essentially. Yeah. Oh, and the, the smell. I know that's not important right now, and that's not what you should, but the smell. Oh, oh. Dom. Oh, Dom, we're going to get into it. We're going to get right on into it. <laughs> um, it's not clear 
from the lawsuit or the autopsy why um, Silver died unexpectedly on the 9th um, of February 2021, nor why he wasn't immediately embalmed as he should have been. Um, Guerrero alleges that when she drove to the funeral home to see her son during Storm Uri, which was what was going on that caused the delay, um, the home was closed and did not have any generators. The storm, which impacted the United States, Mexico and parts of Canada between February 13th and February 17th, 2021, resulted in nearly 10 million power outages. Um, Texas hospitals were reportedly forced to evacuate patients who were left without water and heat due to outages. So, essentially, the week that he was in the funeral home also happened to be the week that that funeral home happened. Oh, that's bad timing. Oh, that's horrendous timing. It is incredibly bad timing, but me not being one to let anyone off easily. Okay. Um, Give me the gory details. Yeah. Shall I do it like ASMR? Like I could, couldn't I? (laughs) Oh, God, that's awful. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Sorry, listeners. I'm sorry. I, I do apologize. <laughs> oh, um, God. <laughs> when the storm subsided and Guerrero was finally able to see her son, she had to put white gloves on his hands to stop fluids oozing out, according to the lawsuit. Um, Silver's mother arrived the next day with a beautician on February the 22nd, ahead of the funeral service the next day. The lawsuit says that, quote, her son's skin was so delicate that when the beautician put on the makeup, the skin was slipping and falling off. Yeah. And that his hair was falling out every time she tried to cut and style it. Funeral home director Hilda Rojas suggested spraying the coffin with cologne and using coffee to mask the smell. Rojas also reportedly used Q-tips to stop the oozing of a liquid that was coming out of Silver's ears. <laughs> so gross. I shouldn't have been another so ASMR movement. <laughs> I will stop doing that. I'm so sorry. I just I quite like it. I, not oozing liquids, just whispering into the mic. Yeah. We're going to move on. Dom, you mentioned the smell, and you were absolutely right to do so. The smell was so bad that the family had to elect for a closed casket funeral. Um, because you couldn't have had an open one. Yeah. More than 100 friends and family arrived with people, quote, covering their noses to help them tolerate the smell and some guests retching and vomiting during the service. One was quoted as saying, the smell of decomposition was just so distracting. Oh, God. It gets worse. It just gets worse and worse. It's just terrific. Oh, like, we're, we're, is... we're giggling about it. But this is someone's son and it is, it's genuinely yeah. terrible. Like it yeah. is awful. Yeah. And granted, the home had no power. So keeping the body cool would have been a problem. But even the embalming process is aided electronically. So that in itself would have been difficult to do as well. But it took a whole week to get it sorted and they actively stopped her from coming to visit her son during that time 
like they they kept putting it back and only yeah. let her see him a few hours before so that they had still done it but it was too late to be able to do yeah. anything about the funeral they just had to go ahead yeah um apparently people are quoted as saying that you could smell the smell from outside before you even got in oh, um what? and obviously people were just not able to focus on the ceremony no. at all because it it was all you could smell yeah that's not what it's you know you you want that goodbye to you know to be to be meaningful and you want it to yeah you know to you, you don't want it to be like that at all exactly there is a picture of edward silver in his i mean you can't tell that he's decomposed but there's a comparison of of him in his coffin as opposed mm-hmm. to him in life um and he has been you know attempted to be tidied up and, and prepared mm-hmm. for burial but when you look at the the in life picture and the picture of him in his coffin so drastically different yeah it's so yeah he's so bloated so you know not in a good state and ideally the whole idea of embalming and that process is that the person should look like they're asleep you know same person asleep and that's the idea it brings comfort that's why people opt for an open casket you know and and the fact that it was left so long that he just looks like a completely different person is insane We'll be able to put up the the pictures for you, but obviously, please do bear in mind that it's it's not the nicest thing to look at. Um, so, if you are watching on YouTube, then maybe yeah. look away. Yeah. Um. um yeah. Like. Yeah. I, I echo that. Guerrero, quite rightly, um, planned to sue the um, funeral home, which I think is completely understandable. Um, for a million dollars in damages after claiming she has suffered panic attacks and has not been able to stop crying since the funeral. Yeah, I don't blame her. Um, she <laughs> says that the funeral home did not offer an apology, um, but instead, months later, after the um, funeral, called to ask Guerrera not to sue the funeral home as they will, quote, have to no. let people go. Oh, what a bunch of bastards. Right? Holy fuck. How dare you? How dare you call and say, please don't sue us? I would sue the fucking shit house. At the... <laughs> I'm going to sue you so much harder now. <laughs> yeah. I, was gonna, I wasn't I was... coming for you, but now. Yeah, yeah. No mercy now. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. What a bunch of dicks. Oh, my Dickheads, God. Dickheads, right? So, Dom, with that in mind, I'll end this story. Um, with the name of the funeral home, which I admitted at the start of the the story, okay. because I feel like now we will all be able to better appreciate the irony of the name after what I've just told you. Okay. Um, the funeral home was called the Integrity Funeral Home. Um, Mic drop. Hey. I'm out. <laughs> Those are our two stories. Um, Dom. Fucking hell. (laughs) Any thoughts? How are you feeling? Do you want to be cremated? I I don't want to be... (laughs) I don't want to die. I don't don't want to... Yeah, (laughs) I'm just going to live forever. I'm going to get... I'm going to be cryogenically frozen and thawed every so often. 
so I can like stretch my legs. Um, oh yeah. god, that's horrendous. Integrity. As oh soon as god. I read it, I was like, "Fuck off!" Jesus, someone's Christ. made that, that sounds... up, surely. Yeah, that that sounds like that sounds like a movie script. Oh my, oh my day! Ridiculous. Yeah, no integrity there. That's for sure. Jesus. <clears throat> Absolutely not. Well, as I say, those are our two stories of um, naughty <laughs> funeral homes. Let's call it that. Don. Yeah. Wrap it up, drive it home for us. Hello. Um, yeah, that was uh, definitely, definitely uh, some funeral <laughs> homes behaving badly, um, as you say. Um, yeah, um, very, a very different episode, but I liked it, which in context sounds, or out of context yeah, sounds awful. Um, but they're fascinating but for all the wrong reasons. Um, Especially Integrity Funeral Home. They can go get dry-fucked by a cactus. What a bunch of pricks. Um, And and the guy who refused to cremate bodies, yeah, you're also a tool as well. Um, So thank you for those (laughs) lovely (laughs) stories this week, Amy. My pleasure. (laughs) Thank you um everyone for listening to this week's episode um like i said a little bit different but you know we we sort of want to branch out a little bit in in 2024 and you know do some some episodes that are a little bit different or or you know cover topics that we don't you know we wouldn't have necessarily cover um before so you know hopefully you enjoyed this one don't know if enjoyed is the right word um Listened. What is the right you word? Listened. <laughs> Hopefully you listened. <laughs> That's the best I got. Sorry. <laughs> As I said, um, on Friday we're recording um, our first collab of the year. Um, also, the first time that They Don't Stay Dead would have been on Horror House. So that's very exciting. As for next week's episode, <laughs> um, we are going to go back to true crime. Um, and I'm going to talk about uh, a case that was made into a Netflix documentary. I'm not going to tell you what the documentary is, um, but there is a Netflix documentary, and it's a case that will get people talking. Um, I think. I okay. I hope I hope it's not going to be in the same vein as Lucy Letby, and we'll just get hurled a ton of abuse. Hopefully, it creates more oh, sensible dialogue than, <laughs> than Lucy Lefty did. It's fine. <laughs> um, but I will say that it very much covers the question: when is when does self-defense move into cold-blooded murder? Where's the divide hmm. between the two? It will it will get people thinking about that question. So I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, as for as for the here and now, um, there are many ways that you can support us on Horror House, both for free and for a monetary value, if you so wish. Um, if you want to support us financially, there is the Buy Me A Coffee link where you can donate to the show. You all know what that is. 
we're, we're not going to harp on about it. Um, there is the merch store as well. So if you want to support us buying some merch, please do. Um, if you want to support us for free, you know, it is, it's the new year. We know that the pay, you know, the pay date between December and January is a slog and no one's got any money. We get that. We do. It's been 84 <laughs> years. It's been 84 years. Um, so if you want to support us for free, you can follow us on Instagram at horrorhouse underscore pod. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. Join the the growing community that we have over there. We would love to have you. Um, and obviously follow us on your uh, podcast app of choice, whatever that may be. But until next time, as always, um, stay very, very, very spooky. Stay spooky. So I <laughs> earlier today for dinner I got out a pork I got out a few pork shoulder steaks. Uh I, I kind of I don't know if I want those anymore. <laughs> they say pork is the closest to human flesh. I know, that's that's why I'm far less excited for my dinner now. <laughs> yeah. I also realized that I wasn't actually doing ASMR. During that episode, I was just whispering things into the microphone, but you should enjoy your pork steaks, Tom. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be thinking of um, of that second story as I'm as I'm chowing down on my close to human meat. <laughs> nom nom nom. Nom 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 nom. <laughs>